It has been a while. In fact, Jeremy, I don't even know what we should talk about because we haven't seen each other. You've been crisscrossing, don't say middle coast or central coast because there is no there is no central coast. There's left coast and there's there, there's west coast, east coast, but there's no central coast. Um, there's central something because I'm not sure where, where what I've been doing. I, you know, it's, I asked myself today if it was Tuesday and I realized it was Thursday, tomorrow's Friday. Um, you know, back on a plane Sunday, uh, you know, obviously sitting back in Houston, Texas at the moment, you know, not in, in 34, 35, 40 minutes, I won't be anymore. So it's, a, it's, uh, it's, it's been crazy. It's been, um, it's been different. You've been on vacation. So it's kind of been, uh, well, I've had to hit the gas pedal. You've had to, you had a chance to take a break. I've been hitting the brake pedal on my bike. Well, actually, the handlebar brakes. But um, so for everybody who's not aware, you've had the, yes, the New Balance Future Stars series, high school. Uh, what was the name of it again? Please let me know. There's, there's, there's several events in the series. This is the New Balance. Um, this is a nat team championship. So we had the class of 22s, which are the rising seniors, and the class of 23s, are the rising juniors. Uh, and this right right now, as, as we're speaking, the class of 24 is the rising sophomores are playing. Um, and the next week, the class of 25s come in, which is the rising freshmen and our national combine, which, um, you know, when we started using the, the name combine in, in baseball. Nobody was using it. They were all showcases. And now all of a sudden we got combines and we've got pre-draft combines and we've got development pipelines we got all kinds of things seem to pop up since right around 2016 so you know it's it's one of those things that it's it's our stuff is our stuff and um it's it's going to be a pack it's a packed summer going to be it is a packed summer um we've had almost natural disasters to felt like to deal with this time man i had to go on twitter and do a video about like hey we're just gonna let's we're gonna do this for player safety and health it, it's been an, it, just to get people to, to relax we had that many people that were on site. It was it was an absolute um, a whirlwind of a week, and we're in week two, and week two is already over. And I feel like I'm in, you know I've been there six months. So for people who aren't aware, when you're doing the tournaments, correct, you've got how many games going on at one time, and how many teams are filling each of the events? Well, for total teams this summer, we had 124 or 125 register. We don't want to do, you know, for example, there's an event in Atlanta run by somebody else that, you know, has 400 teams at one time. I, I personally, as a scout, never saw the point of going because how do you scout that? I just, I never saw that. Um, you know, I, I never understood it, but so I always want to do smaller events, you know, 30 teams, 40 teams, 50 teams, something like that, that could be scouted. Um, but based on the COVID, we'll call it the COVID recovery calendar for, for amateur baseball. The first week we had 67 teams on site in seven fields. So um, that was kind of a, well, it was a lot. It was a lot. And it was really a lot when the, when the skies opened up and, and look, it rains in our part of the world right now, somewhere every day. It'll rain in Houston every day at some point, you don't know where. It'll rain in Southwest Louisiana at some point. I can't remember being there where it was like 70% chance of rain every single day. And, and it feels like um, as good as last summer was, which is basically clear. It was basically clear last summer. This summer is the opposite. So. Uh, put all that stuff together. You got an interesting mix of, of circumstances to, to get through. But, you know, the kids did a good job. The ones that, that stayed, the, uh, the coaches did a good job. Um, you know, the staff did a great, did a good job. Our staff did a good job. 
uh, you know, and we try to try to do the best we could for players. And, and I will also say this, the talent on site, um, the, the, tal the talent was some of the best I've seen in a, at, a, at a class, a rising senior event for a team perspective. Um, there's some famous teams out there, um, you know, we've had at our events that didn't have this type of talent. And that's just, that's just is what it is. And um, it was, it was pretty good to see. How many first round picks next year do you think you had? At the team event? Yeah. Um, four. That's four. pretty good. Yeah. At the team event, I think we had four. Uh, I, you know, that's the most we've ever had. The, the, the comparable event from a team standpoint would have been 2019. And we had Zach Veen at that one. We had Romo. Uh, it was a second rounder, right, at, at that one, or a comp round pick, I mean, one of the two. Um, we had Dylan Cruz took himself out of the draft. All those guys were on one team, by the way. We had Nolan McLean, who ended up at uh, Oklahoma State. Um, he was drafted. We had Mick Abel didn't come to that, but he's been in our stuff. So, I mean, you know, you've had, um, from a team perspective, this was by far the most diverse, uh, by far the most talented, you know. I don't know, and I would say it had the most drafts. And, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good event. So during an event, I've been with you at one of these events. Man, you're, you're, you're going to this field and that field and this field and that field. Um, how, how much of a game do you try to, to see or do you leave that to your other people to do the scouting and you're basically there on a, on, a, on a type of CEO level where you're just making sure everybody's doing their job and everything's getting managed? How much do you do that? And how much do you actually get a chance to look at the players in an event like that? You know, it's obviously changed as we, as, as time has gone on. Um, the last one you and I were there, it was more of a concerted effort to see the players. Um, I feel like as we have expanded and events have, have grown and things have gotten on top of each other, my time, and, and it's okay for people to hear this as a president of baseball operations and as a, a CEO um, has been spent less at games unless I have to be at games. You know, it's almost to the point where I have to kind of be in the office. I have to be able to make sure everybody else is doing what they can do and, and filtering out reports. Um, at the national combine, the interclass combine, you know, the regionals, I'll be focused on the field as we pick the other events. Um, you know, because we do a lot of that stuff for also players that advance here, whether it's in the, the nutrition side or the cognitive function side or the strength training side or whatever we could do to help these kids move along. Um, you know, I'm involved in that, but my, my role now in all fairness is to see the players um, that are at the very top in those events, because those are the ones that are going to move forward as we, as we go on um, to be able to provide a resource for the players that aren't quite as talented, but still have something they can do. Um, you know, I coordinate our internship program, pass it off to the scouting director. I'm involved in making sure player development obviously is doing what they're doing. James Lofton is our field coordinator. Um, you know, running our pitching guys and our, and our hitting guys and our, our infield outfield guys and, and the format of the flow of, of the, of the on-field baseball and the execution um, and the scouting department doing what they're doing. You know, in the reality is I have Gordon Blakely with me um, and, and Gordon. He's, 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 he's pretty good. Okay. And if Gordon decides, you know, if Gordon tells me somebody can play, I, I don't question it. So um, it's more, it's more of a role of trusting the guys we have, putting people in a good position um, it's, it's, it's not anywhere near seeing the players like I used to. And, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, sometimes, you know, I have to go back, you know, let, let's say uh, university of blank. will say, Hey, Hey, Jeremy, what do you got on this guy? I'll have to pull up the report. And I have to go back to the scout before I have an answer. That's okay. Cause we got stuff in the system. Right. But so, um, that my role is, is really to do that and make sure the, the organization and, and the, and the, uh, and, and the company keeps moving. You also had a draft combine for high school and college players. 
My guess is these were guys that were not, will not, we will not see in the first or second rounds because those guys, they've already done what they need to do. Is, am, I, am I right about that? Um, for the most part, yeah, I would say for the most part. But here, see, it's funny. Once again, you know, we had this, uh, I've waited to do this for months, draft league, right? <laughs> that came out. And um, then we had, you know, we announced our, our pre-draft combine and then, you know, Surprise, surprise, shocking, and lo and behold, MLB downstairs, right? Right behind that, um, MLB and USA. It's funny how much stuff they come out with, you know, right after. It just, I don't know, just maybe it's me. So, um, you know, they announced theirs. And look, it, you know, I'll be honest, if, if somebody's going to do one of those as far as a pre-draft combine, it should be Major League Baseball. Like, that doesn't matter. It, sh it should be. Um, it doesn't matter where they got the idea from or the format or you know, whatever, but just that's what they should be doing. Um, but I don't believe in, in targeting guys in the first couple of rounds for the most part, because those guys have been seen. They don't need to do that type of stuff. This, our, that's the tough stuff I'm talking about should be for, and not even for college kids, really. We did one because we, because we were asked, but same, same argument I made, but a draft league at making right now, these kids have been seen forever. You don't need to have another college. It's not going not to do anything, right? It's, it's, if anything, it's a check the box, meet people and, and move on. And, um, you know, the high school side, I, I think you should have one. You got pre-draft workouts for that because, you know, competition being what it is. But, um, you know, Major League Baseball did theirs and we did ours right behind it. And we had a couple guys that go in the first round, certainly in the second round. Um, after that, everybody was what I would call a depth draft. Guys from the 5th, 6th, 7th, 12th, 15th type of round that had a, had a tool. And we'll see what happens with it. One thing I noticed from your event, you had uh, NorCal U. Um, one of the kids was... Uh, fishing <laughs> that's uh yeah that's robbie snelling and robbie snelling is uh you know a football recruit highly sought after football recruit left-hander up to 94 uh, we've had him a couple of times now he was just at um mvp of the 2022 event um he's going to he's going on football visits right now and a summer football and he's legitimately a kid that's two-sport athlete which we encourage like a real two-sport athlete um i don't know if he'll make the national combine but um, if he doesn't, it's because he's, you know, football visits and summer practice and things that he has to attend to to play football in the fall. So, um, you know, he's a guy that's on the Fenway list that we'll see. He's also a guy that shortly after um, he hit social media with us, uh, you know, was invited to the MLB All-American All game in Denver, as are, as were several guys that, you know, we, we may know. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's one of those things where he's, he was in, uh, he's been in the right spots. He's probably a first round pick. You know, he's a guy that when I was talking about before, I'll just tell you, Robbie Snelling, Luke Jackson, uh, Pierce George, and uh, Cole Phillips all have a chance to be first rounders. Now there's some other guys after that, they'd be second rounders that were just in the event in the team event. But Robbie definitely was, is an impact player on both sides of the ball and actually in two different sports. He's also a heck of a kid. And Robbie was um, not necessarily fishing in a lake either, right? That was just outside the stadium. Was that a natural disaster? That's what I was talking about. You know, I mean, that's not that's that line from Bull Durham. We need a rain out. I guess a rain out, right? I mean, it's, it was it was amazing. It was you know the skies opened up one day at three o'clock, Jason. They didn't quit for like a week. Felt like you know. So anyway. I'm trying to find this tweet that you sent out. It was really cryptic about something, and I, I wanted to ask you about it, and. It sounded like it had something to do with sponsorship or something like that. What, what could you, are you, 
Do you oh, feel like man. you're okay to mention a mention oh, something yeah, about this? Jason, I'll talk about whatever. You know how it goes. I mean, I, um, I'm, I'm looking, still looking for my filter in here. I don't see one. So I just go ahead and throw it out there. So um, there's another group that came out there and enlisted uh, about their All-American game and, and said um, corporate sponsors. And they listed New Balance as a corporate sponsor. Now, I am privy in, in, in some ways to the way things break down. Just say, you know, just let's say, let's say that. We are, let's get this clear. We are New Balance's global initiative, okay? What that means is that the Major League Baseball Marketing Department has decided we are what they wanna be involved in from a sponsorship standpoint, okay? A real sponsorship standpoint. All of our events are branded that way. Um, they are promoted that way. They are supported that way. We have events that are free because of that, right? We have some events that are free. New Balance Baseball is an exceptional, and, and really the, the, the head of New Balance Baseball, Neil Brooks, is an exceptional partner. Like, like the guy's family at this point. Like it really has become that type of a relationship um, where, you know, he believed in me and believed in us and wanted to do something different. And this is what we're doing. Now, since then, New Balance Sales has their own ability to get involved in things. And, and they do things like the Texas Premier, which is based in Franklin. I think it's Franklin. Um, you know, they have some teams, but that's a, that's a, you know, there's, there's a uniform component to that, that these guys, teams will all buy uniforms and people wear that. Maybe there's some discounts and, you know, um, some rebates and, you know, some little bit of sponsor. That, that's, that's still a sponsorship, but it's different. Well, this group that put this stuff out there basically is buying footwear for this All-American game at full price. Um, that's not a sponsorship, okay? The group that I'm discussing doesn't have a, a, a apparel brand sponsorship like a Nike who said, we're good. Um, Under Armour, who's not doing anything with anybody. Uh, Adidas, who is East Coast Pro, right? Um, and then you've got New Balance, which let me just, I'm going to check my notes just to make sure who they got. Just one sec. Yeah, they got us. They got us. So it's not them. So they got us. So, you know, when people try to, in this youth space, man, it's amazing the competition stuff they got to throw out there. Oh, we got to have New Balance. You don't have New Balance. You're buying a pair of shoes. So when I went to Bucky's, right, I got a bottle of water and some of that popcorn. I was like, man, Bucky's a corporate sponsor. We're good. I was like, hey, man, where's my discount? Oh, you don't get a discount. Okay, well, can you be a sponsor? Yes, you paid for something, you're a sponsor. So that that was what I put out there because this stuff makes me laugh. It's 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 absurd what we're what we're looking at. And 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 honestly, I gotta tell you, that same organization is is tough to is when I say tough to they kind of make people feel like they have to do it. Do you know who cares when all this stuff is over about whether or not you play? Do you know nobody? Nobody cares. Okay. If I went to go back and look at these rankings and I'm like, yeah, these, these that's yeah, first, second. No, I've been doing this five years. It's the fifth year. You know how many times I've proven them dudes wrong? Just in five years. I'll give you one. Grayson Rodriguez. Oops. Very first year out to shoot. We're going to start off going hot. 11th pick in the draft. Okay? Over. Dasan Brown. Did you know who he was? David Calabrese. Did you know him? Well, I'm just saying. And this year, guess what? Okay? So, I, I just it, – it's funny to me that people do this. Um you know, we're going to continue to tell the truth. We're going to continue to be who we are and, and let, let that, let chips fall where it may. How many first round picks do you think you'll have this, this weekend? 
So we'll have, I believe, two with an outside shot of four. Okay. Uh, and I say that because it's going to be a weird draft. And when I say a weird draft, because it already is a weird draft because yeah. it's happening on July 11th. But please go ahead. Well, you know, after people have seen the draft league, we have this draft. Okay. And so people are going to do, you know, do what they're going to do. I was on the phone with some clubs today about a couple of guys and um, yesterday about a couple of guys. And I mean, look, you know, you have some guys right at the top, people trying to get right because there, it wasn't just a normal scouting and it wasn't a normal playing year. Right. Um, I do think Anthony Solomeno comes off the board pretty quick, somewhere between 12 and 20. Um, you know, I feel like he was in, he was in uh, Fenway, obviously with us and from, from Zoom Baseball Academy out in New Jersey or Pennsylvania, actually. Um, and I think Ryan Spikes had the chance at the back end of the first round, probably the second round. Brady Montgomery was probably somewhere in that second round mix. Um, Ricky Tiedemann, who's a guy we had in high school, who's, you know, came back to our stuff. By the way, great, phenomenal kid. Ricky, and so Ricky came, this is the kind of the deal. Ricky came with us out of pure loyalty to me. And I appreciate him saying them doing that. Um, we, you know, they know we care. We build these relationships with these kids because we really want them to move forward. Ricky didn't have to do that. It was good for him because we got some good information. Some clubs got a chance to see it, but he did it because he knew we were doing something and wanted to be part of it. It's the same thing with Spikes and Kenya Huggins who threw 96 and, um, you know, uh, Tyler Kennedy and Arian Rodriguez and Chris Bernal and, and Eddie Saldivar who flew across the country. I mean, these guys just made sure they were there just to be there to make sure they were doing something, you know? So, um, you know, all these guys can go somewhere between the first, middle of the first to, you know, the third round. It's really just going to depend on, on uh, how, these, how, how these boards line up. What I think is fascinating from the Houston area, Cypress, Texas, Cy Ranch High School will have two players drafted in the first round. Ty Madden, the pitcher from the University of Texas, Colton Kowser, the outfielder from Sam Houston. I've been talking to both of them probably over the last six months. And it's really interesting. These guys were not just high school teammates, but they're also like best friends since eighth grade. And here you've got two guys that, again, are going to be possibly picked within a couple of picks of each other. If you look at the mock drafts, Colton Kowser, when I saw him, I don't know, for some reason, Jeff Francoeur like flash, flash between, before my eyes. I don't know if that's a good comp. I don't know if it's a bad comp, but I don't know. When I saw him, I just saw Jeff Francoeur. You know, um, maybe a, maybe a, maybe not as athletic as Jeff Francoeur, but yeah, a Jeff Francoeur type. There's been some good baseball, you know, out of Cypress, Texas, in certain parts of Cypress, Texas. Cy Ranch has done a good job of turning out players since they started. Um, you know, it, it just, it just has been, you know, those those two kids are good people. You know, Silas Ardwan, um is up at, uh, at Texas, obviously is their catcher, one of our guys and says nothing but great things about Ty Madden, you know, without even being prompted. You know, I think that the kids earned a lot, earned his way and I'm happy for him and what that's going to be. Big arm, big arm, you know, who knows where he's actually going to fall, right? But it's, it's a big arm. Um, you know, Colton Kowser, um can fly, swings a bat, um, has had some pop this year, 15, 16 home runs. Uh, you know, and I'm not a big stat guy, but he shows the ability for extra day strength, right? Um, and those guys at Sam Houston, you know, Shane Wegg loves a kid. Uh, Shane, I trust what Shane has to say. Uh, you know, both those guys should slot somewhere in the first 17, 15 to 16 picks, you know, somewhere in that range. So um, known commodities, interesting they're able to do that there. Um, you know, like I said, good kids. Funny, I dealt with some people from Cyprus today that, you know, 
you can do without. These other guys over here were pretty good, pretty good kids, and, and we're, we're happy. Uh, I'm happy for them because they deserve it. What a story they're able to play uh, play together and best friends all the way through. He picked them in a couple of sections of each other. One thing I also want to mention real quick before we go, uh, Baseball America put out its list of tallest, shortest, lightest, heaviest. There's a kid in this draft who's 300 pounds, Jeremy. Kid is, uh, his name is EJ Pettit or Petit from Charleston Southern, and he's 6'8", 300 pounds, pitcher. I got nothing. That's a big dude. That's just a large human being. Like, what do you, what do you say? Hi, my name is EJ. I, I don't know what else. What do you say? I don't know how you introduce yourself. You walk in the room and people are going to be like, what is what? What are you doing? You know, um, that's a big cat. Six, eight, 300, man. He's been playing line somewhere. somewhere. You know, did he, did he play football at all? I don't know. I, I didn't get that far, but six, eight, 300. Another thing that I'm interested in is some of these guys, this bottleneck in college baseball that we've seen all these players and then funneling out in this like bottleneck because of COVID and red shirts and things like that. If you see some guys in this draft that are 24, 23, um, how will that affect them? I imagine that will negatively affect them or will that help them? They'll go in the, the first 10 rounds and then get a smaller bonus perhaps is what we've seen in the past few years. Well, it negatively affects them on their clock. You know, I mean, everybody got a year back. So it's, you know, these guys are going to be the seniors. But once they once they start, they're already 24. I mean, you have guys in the big leagues that are 20. You know, so it, it's you're four years behind and you're going to rookie ball. I mean, if you don't go out the gate and get into double A within a year, it's like, what are we doing? You know, that's an unfair expectation for people who come out of COVID. But that's the environment we're in. Some of these things, Major League Baseball has done. Um, and that obviously that's an NCAA thing, right? But some of these things Major League Baseball has done has done are just going to backfire. You know, we, we, again, we talked about this, you know, when, when the stuff came out, you know, I was still trying to figure out what planet we're on and you told me we're on earth, but I mean, it's just, we look back at this and I look back at that, that, uh, that, that, that podcast when I was sitting somewhere that's really frozen that I don't want to discuss. And we talked about that and, you know, I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? And here we are seven months later. And I, I think about it and you know what, what are we doing? Like, we're still here. Like, what are we doing? You know, we've got this draft league that has continued to be whatever it is. You've got this MLB combine, which probably stays and should stay. And you know why? You know why I say it should stay? Because, and it's a good idea, right? It's a good idea. So it should stay. So if they're going to do it. They should do it. But you have this draft where you got the draft at the same time as the futures game and the All Star game. And the recruiting periods at the same time, and summer baseball is going at the same time. And these clubs got to go out. And I heard several guys say, "Now, how am I supposed to focus on 21?" Which you have to do. You have to keep scouting those guys until they're off the board. How am I supposed to focus on the eligible guys and still see the guys for next year? Man, that's a great question, you know. And that's the stuff that MLB is trying to throw it into because they're trying to make such an event of this thing. Baseball doesn't have to be like football. You know, it also doesn't have to be like a video game. You know what else doesn't have to be like? Doesn't have to be something where we got gobs of whatever we're gonna put the spider tack, gum tack, thumb tack, some kind of tack, and you're you know, and you got to put it on. You got to throw a ball a hundred percent, you know, to, because you want to pacify some 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 fictional metric, fictional metric. It's it's like the draft league. It doesn't exist properly. Okay, it's a fictional metric, and you've got 
Oh, we're going to go ahead and throw. I'm going to be back and I'm going to rear back and I'm going to throw it 119 miles an hour. Well, I have no idea why. I'm just going to do it because if it spins faster, I'm going to get paid more. Yeah, I know it was off the backstop. I know it hit the guy in the third row. My Sorry, my bad, ma'am. I didn't mean to do that. I was trying to go that way. It's stuck. It doesn't make any sense. And this is what this is what Major League Baseball has done. So my hope is that we get past the summer. We clean this stuff off. We get back to allowing sunscreen and rosin because no hitter wants. Well, now it's more like 92. We're back to good fastballs again, right? Because we got to control the baseball. Oh, imagine that. No more. It's almost like you could drive a line directly to how this thing happened, right? You can just drive that line right there. And you have this, you have these guys that are using this stuff, and now they're not using it anymore. Oh, we got a little feel. Now we got a touch. Now we got to back off. And all of a sudden, these swings that are just, you know, I mean, does that stuff hurt? Like, think about this for a second. I heard I popped my neck like six times over here. You know, that's how you just go, let me just do that. It's not how you swing your bat. Like I was trying to watch myself and I heard it pinching the nerve. Like I'm going to go see a masseuse. So I'm saying this to say that all this stuff has come around, come about, and we need to just kind of hit the pause button, hit a reset button. You take that draft lead, you shine it up real nice, right? You turn it sideways and you put it aside. Okay. <laughs> that's what you do. And when it takes the, uh, the combine, you keep it and you put it at a better time because good good for you for doing a good idea, however you got it. And then do the, do the uh, go back to, the, I don't even mind this Appalachian League stuff. Like I think that's, at, who cares? Like that's, that's whatever, that's fine. But when it comes to what some of these things are doing, put the draft back at least closer to where it needs to be, right? Stop trying to wait for, for all this stuff to end so you can overdo it so your clubs can get back to it. What's going to happen is, and I want this to be said very clearly for those who are listening and watching. Major League Baseball works for the owners. Commission works for the owners. It, it's not the other way around. So we, it's kind of like agents and players, right? There's, I have employees, people that work for me. Um, they don't tell me what to do. They have suggestions. You know, they may have suggestions, but I'm paying their check. Guess who gets the final say? This dude. Right. So when it comes to the, the, the owners and the GMs and the people that are that are that are nobody is showing up to watch the commissioner's office legislate. Like, you know, you people sit up there and they got an idea. You know, it sounds good. Let's do this. I'm not sitting there with popcorn like, man, how much is that? Good? Can I watch that? Let me watch you think like nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's all about the execution on the field, which means it's about the players and then about the teams. And so when the players and the teams get tired of this. Um, stuff. Then we'll turn around and we'll go back to something that makes sense. So, you know, look, I guess I've been holding that in for a while because we haven't seen each other. But I, I got to tell you, I'm it, it's it's June or, or July. What is it? July what? I told you the days were off. It's July what? Eighth, seventh. It's uh, July eighth. July eighth. July eighth. Man, we're in a worse spot than we were in December when this stuff came out. Let's let's just get let's get through it. Let's hope these guys develop some sense magically. In, in, in Park Avenue, they're not even a Park Avenue anymore, wherever the new offices are up there in New York. And these clubs turn around and say, you guys are killing us. You know, you can't, you can't, uh, we can't do it this way. And, and also the, the guys who are so focused on spin rate, I cannot wait to see how they reinvent themselves now. It's, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be like some Aladdin stuff, like Merlin the Magician, like woof, you know, Harry Potter and stuff. Oh, oh Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Okay. All right. Um... Jeremy's saving the best for last. We've got to hit the stop button because you've got a place to be next week. Yes? Uh, yeah. Next week, Sunday, whatever. Yeah, both. Yep. Sunday, my Okay. 
Gunny might be from the airport. I, I, yeah. Man. All righty. So for Jeremy, this is Jason. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this abbreviated version of Extra Basics.